welcome back to Scotland Talks, bringing you less stress and more success with the power of joy in your work, in your life. Let's talk about it. I'm Ann Scotland, author, teacher, and emotional wellness trainer, and I am here today to talk to you about work-life integration. This is number two in a five-part series on work-life balance, or what I like to call work-life integration. So, but first of all, do me a favor, please like and subscribe to this podcast on uh, whatever platform you are watching or listening today. And also you can, please be sure to follow me on my social media at Twitter, uh, Instagram, at Anne Scotland, and you can check me out on my website, annscotland.com. And right here on the screen, you will see a link to my new book, Live for Joy. Please check it out. It's a beautiful book. I think you're absolutely going to love it. Um, follow the link. And if you like, you can take a quick peek inside. Um, beautiful words for life and beautiful art and photography as well. I think it's going to be something you'll super enjoy. My gift. I hope it's something that blesses your life. All right. So today, part two in work-life integration. And today we're talking about something that we often have difficulty with, which is being patient and kind toward ourselves with regard to our work-life integration. So I know a lot of my clients and a lot of people I've been working with have had a lot of frustration recently because everybody is working from home or they have mixed working scenarios. They're in the office some, they're at home some, they're trying to balance um, friends, family, spouses, significant others, children, dogs, cats, life with work. And sometimes it becomes extremely frustrating. And often we very much feel like we've made a failure of it. So right now, today, I want to talk about being more patient and kind with yourself is really the first big step in finding successful work-life integration. So I want to talk, first of all, about number one, getting grounded differently. What? Yeah, getting grounded differently, finding your happy place, if you will, or places, getting grounded differently. So for some of you, you have a way to get grounded, connected with yourself, peaceful, at ease, having a, a sense of centeredness, which is such a vital element in having this balance or what I call integration of your work and life to make it actually work and to help you stay more kind and patient with yourself. So some of you already have a meditation routine that you will do for the rest of your life because you love it so much. Some of you have a early morning exercise routine, routine that gets your day going and makes you feel fabulous. And when you do it, you really feel like you can just drop into yourself and be present and deal with the variety of things life throws at you just as it comes up. And then some of you struggle with finding one of those things, like you meditate for a while or you do exercise for a while. Um, and then sometimes it just doesn't work. Or maybe you've never found something that you felt really helped you get grounded in a way that could help give you the power to stay peaceful, patient and kind to yourself. And so I just want to encourage you to find a way to get grounded differently. Find a way to get grounded differently. Well, what does that look like? Let's get non-traditional for a minute and talk about what makes you happy, what makes you joyful. 
So it's all good to meditate, not blaming that, not saying you shouldn't do it. I do it. I think everyone should do it, but it doesn't always work for everyone. And it doesn't always work every day. So when you can't meditate properly in a way that makes it work for you, when you can't, or you can't work out if that's your thing, um, what is it? What is something you can go to that just makes you feel happy? Is it reading something inspirational from a book in the morning? Is it listening to some, a podcast, um, maybe while you're on the treadmill or jogging that makes you happy, that just gives you, you know, maybe it's a comedy, maybe it's a comedy. It doesn't have to be a self-help help product, people. It doesn't have to be a self-help product. It doesn't have to be practical. Something that makes you happy probably not the news in most cases. I highly warn against the news, but if that really makes you peaceful and happy, go for it. Um, but yeah, a comedy or something that's just entertaining, or maybe just, you know, something that you're passionate about in your life or in your work that you like to hear more about that just makes you be like, feel like a bigger, better person. You know, you hear stories of other people doing incredible things in the world to help others. Maybe that motivates you. And you're just like, you know what, I can power through today because I want to make a contribution like that. Maybe it's that you just wake up and watch 20 minute comedy on your phone, maybe watching TV first thing in the morning. I know that breaks every rule in the book, but does it make you happy? Does it make you feel kind and patient to yourself? Does it help you lighten up? Some people wake up so stressed out and so anxious already that it's like the day is half flopping out of control before they've even gotten out of the bathroom in the morning. So what makes you happy? Find a place or a thing or an activity that can make you happy in lieu of even traditional ways of meditating, getting grounded, getting centered. Find something that just makes you feel in your best self. I wasn't going to do this, but one of those tools might be Okay, that's all. <laughs> but I know people who um, read a page every day and they're just loving the changes they're seeing in their life from doing that. So just saying, just a suggestion, you might wanna try it out. So number two, on how can we be patient and kind with ourselves to really achieve successful work-life integration? Number two, stop trying to be a perfectionist. That's hard for me. That's hard for me. I'm a perfectionist. See, I just straightened my, my necklace right then because it was crooked. Ah! Okay, you have evidence, you have proof. I am a perfectionist. I am a recovering perfectionist. Yes, recovering perfect perfectionist. So stop trying to be a perfectionist because if you're trying to find a happy grounded version of work-life integration, that's successful and replicable and that can make you feel good about yourself and successful in the areas that you wanna be successful, then you're gonna to have to stop being a perfectionist. If you are a parent, you probably already know that being a perfectionist is not necessarily the best tool. <laughs> I'm not a parent, but I have nine nieces and nephews. So I've been around a lot of kids and I've been around a lot of parents and a lot of my clients are parents. so. Just saying, stop trying to be a perfectionist when it comes to your house, when it comes to your time management, when it comes to being the perfect spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, parent, even the perfect employee. No one's perfect. Get over yourself. 
say that with love, get over your ego and just realize it's never going to be perfect because trying to be perfect is only going to rob you of your joy. It's going to make you angry and frustrated and impatient with yourself when you don't hit this ridiculous standard that you're setting for yourself. And you're just not going to be feeling in a good place. You're going to feel aggravated, not kind towards yourself. And you'll feel like you never do enough. If you feel like you never do enough, there's still some residue of perfectionism in your subconscious. I would take a look at that. Um, so stop trying to be a perfectionist. Well, what if you say, God knows I am not a perfectionist. That is not my problem. Well, then maybe your issue is you feel and sometimes blame yourself for being lazy. You think, ah, I'm just so lazy. I'm not even trying to be a perfectionist. That's what I'm just like, I'm just, I just don't care. And you start blaming yourself like I should care more. Well, just stop, stop the blame game and stop blaming yourself for being lazy. So that is the parenthetical comment. If you are not a perfectionist, stop blaming yourself for being lazy. Perfectionist also applies to you because whenever a perfectionist tries to relax, they usually blame themselves for being lazy. So just saying. So, uh, and number three in how to be patient and kind to yourself to really achieve successful work-life integration. Number three, forget tried and failed. I did this before the pandemic. I did this during the pandemic. I tried this work-life balance thing and I just failed at it. It sucked. I couldn't do it. I felt like a, a failure as a person and as a human and in my life and in my job, it was awful. Forget it, erase, forget, tried and failed. Get rid of those, both those words out of your vocabulary, I highly recommend. Get rid of tried and get rid of failed. Guess what? You start a new learning curve every single day. And if you somehow think that you are supposed to have reached some level, some plateau of expertise at managing your life. Well, if you have, good for you, but also be prepared for the bumps that are inevitable just when you think you have it all figured out. So forget tried and failed and just realize it's one day at a time. Every day is the beginning of a new learning curve. So give yourself a little kindness today. Be a little patient with yourself. Realize that work-life integration is a living, changing thing. It's never going to be perfect because circumstances and jobs and family and relationships, it's all constantly changing. But what you can hold consistent is being patient, being kind, and not letting those things get to you and upset you in the same way. It also makes you, when you're more patient and kind to yourself, it's really shocking. You tend to also start being really more patient and kind with others. So highly recommended. So your three ways to be more patient and kind to yourself. Uh, one, get grounded differently. Find what actually works for you. Maybe it's meditation, but maybe it's not. Two, stop trying to be a perfectionist. Stop. Stop it. And if you're not a perfectionist, but you feel like you don't try hard enough, then stop the blame game. Stop blaming yourself for being lazy. And number three, forget tried and failed. I tried it. It didn't work. It failed. Forget it. Every new day is the beginning of a new learning curve. Take it one day at a time. Whatever you've gleaned from the past, awesome. Apply that to what you're going forward with. But just wake up every morning. Know that today's a new learning curve. 
I'm going to be kind to myself. I'm going to be patient with myself. And I'm going to learn something new today on this curve of how do you live life? How do you have integrated work life? How do you make that really successful? And successful isn't perfect. Just so you know, successful is workable and grounded. So that's my wish for you. I hope you have a joyful day. Please, again, check me out um, on my website, annscotland.com. Follow me on my social media. I post every day on Twitter and Instagram at annscotland. Check out my um, website. I already said that. And this link, which you see on your screen to the book, Live for Joy. Check it out. If you want to have a peek inside, click on the link and you can check that out. It might just be one of those things that helps get you grounded differently. I really didn't plan that, but it just fits so well. All right. Thank you so much for joining me here on Scotland Talks. I can't wait to see you again next time. Be well, and I will talk to you soon.